0: Good to have your company over Friday. Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals joins us now. Vince, Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you as well, Luke. How have you been? Mate, I'm well. What's going on in your world? Oh, just living life, enjoying the racing. Hasn't it been sensational in Western Australia? And now we've got this magnificent meeting coming up in Queensland. And we continue to have great racing in Melbourne and
0: Sydney. Uh, it's been super, mate. How's the punt been for yourself? I haven't uh, punted in the
1: last two weeks, but I have got the boxing gloves on for tomorrow. Fingers crossed that weathers are going to stay fine. In, well, it's not going to get too bad in Queensland, I hope. Mm. Well, if it does, then I'll revert to Melbourne or Sydney.
0: Well, what are you keen on, mate? Um, steer the ship. Where are we going first? And I, I'm sure, well, I
1: have been listening, sort of on and off, over the last hour and a half. Mm. And you've done plenty of talking in Sydney, and you've got the, the team there saying plenty. But how about we talk a little bit about what's going on in the Gold Coast?
0: That sounds good, mate. Um, what about the two-year-old race? Firstly, Storm Boy, obviously the short price favourite, is he dominant from a figures perspective, or is there something else here lurking?
1: It is a very compressed race in terms of the profiling of the, of the, of the performances. We're pretty much there's a dozen horses that are sitting between 2.7 lengths below the benchmark standard to 5.2 below. Now, mind you, these are young horses, and they're not expected to, uh, unless you're a Vancouver or something like that, they're just not expected to be at that level. What's important is what's the hurdle rate. The hurdle rate, you need to produce a performance somewhere around three to three and a half lengths below the standard Two get on the podium or be competitive. Now, Storm Boy comes in with a 2.7 lengths below standard into this race, which is, in my view, a pretty fair sort of profile for this particular horse. What's more important is can the horse take that next step and improve further is probably the biggest thing. And all the indicators, Luke, are sort of suggesting that Storm Boy is going to improve. Now, what am I looking at? If I just look at the two lifetime starts, first up at Rose Hill over 1,100 metres, that first section to the 800 metre point, the horse was running four and a half lengths below benchmark. Then it went to Eagle Farm up 100 metres to 1,200, which is to, you know tomorrow's distance, but this is what I loved. The improvement in early speed was 4.4 lengths and just below benchmark. 0.1 below benchmark, that's a good speed for a young horse first time at 1,200. The next impressive part was what happened between the 8 and the 400. The horse actually went four lengths above the standard for that section, and that was five and a half lengths stronger than what it did at Rose Hill start before entitled to weaken a little bit late, and it did, Luke. The horse lost from inside the 400 metres to the finish line, lost around 2.9 lengths of velocity. So the question is, how much are you going to put that down to... Potential improvement of conditioning. Now, if they were a three year old, you'd simply say this horse is going to come on and run another length or two better. Or was it the extension and the exertion from one run to the other that just sort of caught the horse out late and that first time at 1200 metres? It's the perfect stable. You couldn't get a, a horse going into a race better. Race shape wise, there's just going to be good pressure every but they're not... I mean, young horses, they just jump and run. Are they going to be blistering? The way the Gold Coast ran its first week with the resurfacing, what I noticed was that first section to the 800-metre mark was a lot faster than what we normally see, and this is what I noticed was the biggest transition. But when I looked at the back... the the last part of the race pretty much from the 600 to the finish line I felt that that was a lot more normalised and when I sort of did the readjustments because otherwise you know every horse is going to run like Farlap and that's not going to be the case the reality is it should suit Storm Boy Mm.
0: Uh, how are you approaching it with your data? Obviously, you've got years and years of data built up to uh, provide a benchmark average. Um, with so, the new yeah, track, so do, you, do you just include that in there or do you make any adjustments?
1: So, basically, you've, you've, one, you, you have to make an adjustment. You, you definitely need to um, operate in isolation like it's a brand-new track to see what the figure's like and what's the variance and where is there any normalisation. And what I found was that if you're utilising, and this is for all former students, if they're utilising past par data and information they may have for that track, what you could definitely bring into play is the last 400 metres for sure. You can utilise the past. I would be be very cautious on anything to the 800 metre mark and to a lesser extent to six. So what I did is I made uh, adjustments to everything pretty much from the gates to the 600 metre point to resemble a new course and from the 400 home, I pretty much was able to blend in historical past patterns. Now, mind you... It it sounds pretty straightforward, but you do have to use a number of tools to smooth that out.
0: Mm. So to simplify it, is it raising one or two lengths quicker, uh, something like that, or is it hard to put an actual number on it? No. If
1: you're looking to the 800, it was running six to eight lengths faster than normal.
0: Well, that's significant, isn't it?
1: And And there's a number of reasons. I don't expect that track to run to the same speed Obviously tomorrow. Now I don't, I don't know how much more rain is going to come, but the tracks do take a little bit to settle, so there will be some quickness there, but it'll be nowhere near the same extent. It'll be dramatically reduced, regardless. Even if we were on a good surface, it certainly wouldn't get quicker. Mm.
0: In race seven, King of Sparta, he's consistently running a length or two above benchmark, and he's very short in that race at a dollar eighty. Is that price justified?
1: The point. <laughs> well it's like this it's never justified for a person like me talking personally right yeah. when it's so short a big field I would be praying for all the gods the odds gods to say everything should be $3 more but that's me being unrealistic right the horse itself it's a decent sized field with very few chances so I get it why it's so tight if it runs up to any, well, if it runs to last start performance, where went point nine above at, in the thirteen hundred meter race, that was in Newcastle back in the eighteenth of November. Just that run alone, it's got a length on the field. Just on that run, mm. if we go back because we're twelve hundred meters and we run up to say Flemington, September twenty-three, then I might be able to sit there and say, well, you we should be happy to take a dollar fifty or a dollar sixty. Yeah, that's the reality. This is a bigger field. Could be a little bit of congestion. Let's see what JMAC does. It didn't suit horses coming from well off the speed. Now, if there's more rain and they get a bit deeper, that's probably going to be a negative for the horse. So right now I would sit here and say, sit and wait, and hopefully the odds gods will drift this horse out, you know, at least into the black
0: what about the three-year-old Guineas, which is race number nine? This is a more open market, so keen to get your read here.
1: Yeah, well, uh, what's the TAB got as favourite at the moment?
0: I think... I'll check. Um, I'll check. I think it's Chrysiaura at around 4.50 from memory.
1: Right. Well, obviously, I'm not in, in lockstep with that uh, as far as that is concerned price-wise. I absolutely had that horse top three, but the two runners that were of great interest to me was firstly the Waterhouse Bot Horse, Royal Tribute. It is a go-forward horse. If they they don't overextend through that first section, then I felt this horse has got the profile to run very dynamically at an excellent price. And then obviously the favourites... The next one, and a bounding, a horse called a bounding, number 13. I'm not sure what the current price of that horse is, but this one might be a little bit of a hidden runner. And what I mean by hidden, it's not going to f- be flashing up in lights. There's a horse that's going to um, be hard in the market, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's going to be something that's in the double digits.
0: Mm, unfortunately, I've got to disappoint you. $7.50, and price. are uh,
1: Well, by the see, way, there was a run back... On the 10th of the 6th at Eagle Farm, over 1,300 metres, the way the horse ran that race was really, really terrific. And it just... Everything sort of points like, it's time to the minute for this race, and we're going to see this horse take that big next step. But uh, I guess it's not absolutely rubber-stamped at the distance, and that's why I was hoping it would be a double-digit price. And then the favourite is proven at the trip and is coming into the right form at the right time. So it's hard to knock that horse as well.
0: Anything at the the gardens, Rose Hill Gardens, on the weekend that's caught your eye bins?
1: Well, the main race there at Rose Hill Garden is at race seven.
0: That's the listed 2,000-metre uh, January yeah. Cup, yeah. So...
1: Who's, who's the favourite at Naval College?
0: Yeah, he's 270.
1: Right. And I noticed that um, <laughs> Chris Roos likes Luncines, is that right?
0: Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> good old Lincey's, Um I, I was just having a bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, go at Lincey's, um just because he doesn't win that. Yes, I understand that. But I'll tell you what, he, he's been a fantastic horse uh, for, for his owners. I mean, Yeah, he has been. He has
1: been. He's, a, he's an interesting horse. Because you, you, I, it's hard to disagree with what the team was talking about on a number of different aspects, and there's a case to be made for all of them. But did, I, I don't know if I missed anything. Did anybody make any communication about Great House?
0: No, he wasn't mentioned. Yeah,
1: I've just. If you look at the profile of this horse and where it's at, there's a high possibility, if you just look at what took place two starts back at Eagle Farm. Overall profile of, of the race was low, five point three lengths below benchmark. But have a look what happened there, Luke, and you'd be able to have a look at this in the in the racing analytics platform. Eighteen point nine lengths below benchmark first section. Impossible to run time. But look at the mid race squeeze. It's nineteen point seven lengths. And the reason why I want to highlight that is when this horse is going very well, it produces these big mid race squeezes. Mm and I'm, I'm just sort of sitting back here and saying here we are back in Sydney and this this is the sort of race this horse can be very competitive in and wouldn't surprise me if it won at a price so that's the runner that I would have liked to include in all the horses you spoke about and just add that icing to the cake
0: I like it mate um, well spotted great house currently a 16 yeah, and, and what what what's the current price on that horse He's $16.
1: Yeah, definitely got to be worthy of a, of a... At least a speculative, you know... Obviously, you have to behave in your, in your betting activities, but on an each-way basis at a big price, that should have some sort of consideration, and for sure in all the multies.
0: Great to speak to you, mate. Dailysectionals.com.au, and uh, the punters can get in touch with you and um, have a look at your product.
1: Thank you so much, Luke, and good to hear your voice again and look forward to what's going to happen in 2024.
0: Likewise. There he goes, Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals, finding winners next.